0: Welcome to Cupify This. I'm Sandy Phoenix.
1: And I'm Chris Phoenix.
0: This show is aimed towards understanding your basic human needs, how they influence behaviours and how the Phoenix Cups framework can help you live a fulfilling life with all cups.
1: So join us as we dive into a world of psychology and philosophy and have a whole lot of fun cupifying the world around us.
0: Did we just make that word up?
1: I think we did, but it's our podcast.
0: Let's do it. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Season two.
0: Season two, here we are.
1: Yes, I think we forgot to tell you we're even going on a break.
0: <laughs> Surprise! We finished season one. Thanks for coming with us. A and few thanks. people told us they
1: said, um, "Where have you guys been? <laughs> we're, like, we're
0: on our break. Come on, we're coming back for season two with new content. Hang mm. in there. Yeah. You, uh, you're starting a PhD, because so that's a bit. That's been a bit. A bit crazy, yeah. It has. We've been yeah doing some big things, and it's all been yeah. a little bit, a little bit hectic on the Phoenix front. Yep. Uh, and here at Phoenix Cups Land, but uh, we are back, and we hope that you have been well. Did We've... you like
1: our new intro? Mm,
0: it's pretty cool. I'm in it. Yeah. Mm, it's made it better. So, <laughs> so we were chatting about you know what's some great topics we could do, and and we thought this one would be a bit fun. Cups imposter. Yeah, Because mm, sometimes there's an imposter in the house. Yes. What's the game we've been playing with the children? Among Us. Among Us, yes. <laughs> I quite Sandy love that is game. Sus. I'm. I'm always That's us. an inside joke. On, um, I, uh, if you yeah. haven't played Among Us, like, get just a, if, get on yeah, it. Just if you get, have
1: children, ask them listen, about it. We are it, not
0: paid by them. But, yeah. but We were connecting with the children going, all right, then." That, by children we mean teenagers. All right, we'll play. And and now we're obsessed. Yeah. So anyway, imposter, there are imposters in there and there's imposters there in life. There are. And uh, you were an imposter once. I am.
1: <laughs> am. Was. What? Jeez. <laughs> Let the cat out of the bag there.
0: You really were. Like we this was probably seven, eight years ago we got together. Yep. It's been a long time. Should I um, time flies when you're having fun.
1: Should I open up to it? Should mm-hmm. I open up to it?
0: Yeah, you catfished me.
1: Yes. If any of you don't know what a catfish is, it's when you um you sell somebody else a story mm. and you try to reel them, them in. Yes. Usually
0: with maybe like really heavily Snapchat filtered yeah. selfies or something. Yeah, um, I didn't need didn't. those, of course. <laughs>
1: I was glorious in the day.
0: In the day. In the day. A few years ago. Shh, don't look those pictures up because I wasn't really. You look exactly the same. <laughs> so, um, no, it wasn't filtered selfies. You were quite real about what you looked like, yeah. except your height. You didn't, you weren't quite. <laughs> that's a it story. It was on for, my license. That's a story for another time. Yeah. But the, the story we're getting to is catfishing me with your cups profile. Yes. Mm. Mm. You mm. pretended to be a big mastery cup.
1: Well, the truth was, I, I believed it. So I, was, I did too. I was <laughs> <laughs>
0: Turns out his mastery cups are really it's small tiny. And, and, uh,
1: yeah. and
0: as if you've been listening since episode one, uh, my mastery cup is really big. Wait, wait, on that. If you haven't been listening since uh, season one, episode one, stop this podcast right now and go back and listen from the start because nothing that we say from this point forward is going to make okay. any sense if you haven't listened from the start. Okay, see you in a few episodes. Now, back to those who are here yeah. uh, who should be here. So uh, my Mastery Cup of as you remember, is very dominant. It's a size 11 on the quiz, which is at phoenixcups.com.au. And yours is quite small. It's a three. Hmm. It yeah. is t- it's Opposite. a thimble.
1: Yeah. It really is. It so, really was. But, but I, I thought it was huge because you were
0: town planning.
1: Yeah. At the time when I met Sandy, I was managing a town planning firm. Mm-hmm. Manager, I, tick. Must yep. be master of yep. Owned my resort unit overlooking the mm. golf course. Yep.
0: Tick, tick, tick. Had
1: my Audi car. Yep.
0: <laughs> we had all things. I had
1: all the toys. I had the profile. Yeah. But somehow I was still miserable.
0: You were. Yeah. Uh, I, I was sold
1: the story. That mm. this is what I needed to achieve in life. So these were the things. You need the career. You need the, you know, you need the money. You need the prestige. And coming from a, a low socioeconomic background, I was trying to transcend those things. So that was the the values I was sold were mastery cup values, which didn't align with my own. So mm. I achieved them and I was still miserable. So I was like, what's going on here? Mm. Nonetheless, I still sold them to you. Oh, yeah, you nailed
0: it. I totally – I was hook, line and sinker. I thought, here we go. I've got me a, got me a matching mastery cup. <laughs> no, not a snap here. We do not have a snap. Wait, you're still um, getting pretty excited yeah.
1: now. How did I keep you? Oh, the hypnosis, that's right. It, yeah. was, it must have been. I'm still yeah. hypnotized. Yeah.
0: So eventually I, – I think that you were – Eventually, you start, you really started living a more authentic self. We'll get to that, yeah, but yeah. Um, you well. That's were, what this is,
1: isn't? It? Cups imposter It's mm-hmm. essentially about cups authenticity and inauthenticity. Really, yeah. at the heart of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but you were being driven by your will to fill your mastery cup, potentially. Yeah. But there's all sorts of things that we can get come and let's unpack some of that. But also, what would have been driving you much more would be your will to fill your freedom cup, which is so big for you. Mm. And uh, and it would have been empty because you were tied into a town planning job where you were, mm. you know, working so much. Yep. You were tied into all sorts of other decisions. Do you in do your remember
1: life. that first New Year's we were together mm. and I had a client call me at New Year's Eve yeah. at like 11 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah. That that, yep. yeah, that Freedom was, Cup was empty. It was, yeah, you don't cope well with that stuff.
0: <laughs> no. no, that was. <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, that was pretty hard for you. So, it, and you hung on to that career for a while before you started to kind of grow into and realise that that living a more authentic self and being driven by your needs and your values would, mm. would serve you better. So, anyway, we've talked about Cup Envy in the past in another podcast. To sort of refresh on that, many people talk about wishing they had different Cups profiles. So, A bit like I've always wished I was more petite like my sister, but I'm not. Uh, I am massive (laughs) and I'm a very tall human and she's a very small human. And, uh, yeah, we come from the same gene pool, so how about it? But. Uh, and and you know that's just we all have these things like someone with a curly hair might wish for straight hair, and so we could talk about loving and owning your cup's profile, just like the way we love and own other parts of our genetic makeup, like our body, for example. Yeah. Uh, so, which is all well and good to say, isn't it? Like, and so much harder to do. Uh, but when we start really authentically. Understanding and, and seeing what our needs profile is, what our cups are, I think then we can appreciate them. And yep. we, but, but we do have to. It takes some self awareness to love them.
1: Yeah, and it's funny. and, we'll, and the thing is, you, you sort of authenticity isn't a place; it isn't a location. You don't just get there and go, "Great, I am authentic now." We, we, so you don't feel hard partial on yourself. You know, you can accept yourself one minute and then another day going, "Oh, wish I could change this. Wish I could do that." That's a natural human condition, I think. Mm. But, you know, it's just being aware of it, getting pulled back, stepping back out of that and going, actually, why Why am I thinking that? Why am I believing that? So I think even in the cup envy episode, I talked about envying those mastery cups. But in envying mastery cups, I was living an inauthentic existence, really.
0: Mm. So aspiring to that mastery yeah. cup for the sake of sort of misplaced values. Yeah.
1: Instead of owning the situation as it was, owning who I am, wishing for something that I wasn't. Mm. That's, that's inauthenticity right there. Yeah. yeah. So...
0: You were driven to by the wheel to fill your mastery cup, which, mm-hmm. even though small, was likely empty. And you you were sort of saying that that drive to become. A person with a bigger mastery cup rather than dr- a drive from your actual mastery cup was maybe a drive to transcend a low socioeconomic background, perhaps?
1: Yeah, this is how I see it. But of course, we all view our histories and our decisions in a light that sort of suits us. But the way I sort of remember it was looking at university degrees at the time and thinking I came from this background where I didn't have very much. Of course, my sister was the first person to finish any kind of formal education on either side of the family. She was the first one to finish high school, first one to go to university. Mm. So when I went there, it was kind of really important. And I told myself, I do want to do that. I do want to get ahead. I do want to become, I'm not putting anything on my family. I'm absolutely so proud of what my family have achieved with what Mm. they've done. But in my mind, I really, really wanted to get ahead. I wanted to to be quote unquote successful. Mm. And to me, that looked like prestige and money and power. That's what it looked like at the mm. time. So I thought I wanted that.
0: I wonder if deep down it was actually being driven by freedom after all mm. to become free, to become free of any constraints when well, it comes to lack of anything.
1: Not really because I started reaching for more and more power to mm. to manage these town planning companies which just takes on board more and more where I could have just sat back as a duty statutory planner just... Sitting in the back just assessing little developments, you know. I wanted these big multi-million dollar developments, Mm. which of course just added to the stress and less freedom. Yeah. So it just came more and more miserable doing them.
0: Yeah, and like we've touched on, I think we touched on it in maybe Cup Envy, was around and I'm, I'm wondering about it now again because so many people have talked about this gendering mm-hmm. and I just wonder if your decisions there and your desire for power and prestige was yep. gendered because men are supposed to be powerful and, of, of course, I'm saying that in quotation marks and and not from my yeah. heart. Please don't quote me on that. Yeah. But, um, but is that something that's gendered like a, a bit like men Many women have said to me, "Hey, uh, how do I make my connection cup bigger and my mastery cup smaller?" Because, and then I go, why?" Because I've never had a man come up to me and ask that question, but I have had many women ask me right. that question. And and I'm just talking statistics right now. I'm not you know I'm, yep. I'm not making any assumptions, but that's just what I've noticed. So yep. I wonder if your desire I'm was not gender-y. quite
1: sure though. I, I came from Alice Springs, the middle of Australia. Where at the time the, I don't even know if they do now, but there was no university program at all. So, being uh, a male, it was really frowned upon for guys to leave to go to university. It was seen mm-hmm. as I don't know. They, they, it was the whole the situation is there is to stick in, get a trade, and do some. You know, heavy lifting, mm, <laughs> and yeah. I, if anyone knows me, I'm not built for that. I want no. a nice air-conditioned air. Conditioned air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not.
0: So that is interesting that you you don't think it's gendered because I'm still not sold on that because oh, no, I know it could if, be,
1: but I think my own personal yeah choice yeah in that right. Situation. It doesn't feel yeah. gendered, but yeah. I just
0: wonder if you were but perhaps, female, if you would have chosen the prestige, you know, the mm. the status, the town planning, for example, right. would you have chosen? something different. But then I
1: guess the whole entire time I was doing that to get me through university, I was um, a phlebotomist. So I was a blood taker. Mm. So and I was in that yeah, role right. was probably yep, me that's, within That's not true. Yeah. The entire company It was probably two or three of us.
0: Right, because that's also manage, a gendered yeah. profession, but they mm. that's a um, more female dominant. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting because I have thought about this for myself and my own have I ever cup imposted? Yeah. And initially I thought, no, well, you know, not any time recently. And then I dug back into the archives and realised that actually I think I did spend a lot of my early years of my adulthood cup impostering. Yeah. I can't actually believe it. I I did. I spent a, a big part of my teens and probably early 20s denying my mastery cup, sort of hiding it behind my back, betraying a fun and a connection cup persona. Um, I think... Authenticity comes with self awareness. Yeah. And skill to feel. Um, But just ask my friends. I I think I was like, all, can I get my skirt any shorter so nobody looks at my brain? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I just kind of said that out loud. But I really. Sorry, no one's listening. No. (laughs) you and I I have one of my friends that i 've known since I was a teenager she didn't like me when we first met because of because of that because who i Portrayed of myself, hi Kylie, and uh, she <laughs> she rolled her eyes and just thought, you know, like who even is this person and why does she have a job at the same place I work at? I
1: guess well, we'll we'll talk about authenticity soon and particularly mm. cups and authenticity, but it's also kind of horses for courses. Like which cup? Maybe you're just filling a different cup at the time. So maybe you were filling the freedom cup at some areas and then your mastery cup in other areas. Because I had friends. I remember growing up too. I'd have one lot of friends mm. where I could spend the evening talking. Dostoevsky with, mm. and then the very next night we'd be out with a different group of friends out in a field, you know, dying of <laughs> alcohol poisoning. Tequila was trying to kill don't, us. I
0: so, admit that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah, that that's true, and and I think that probably in my early years it was a bit the same. There were people that really saw who I was authentically, and then there were there were people who just didn't. And and I think that some people were really surprised because I I played. A role that I wasn't mm. particularly mastery driven that I wasn't I even played this role that I wasn't particularly intelligent at one point and uh, and looking back on it I think gosh you know what who who even was that person mm. and and that I, I it didn't it never felt right but I also you know when we are exploring our identity that's totally normal and typical for for teenagers and young adults to explore identity and I think being driven by our needs is a big part of our identity. I remember, what our, what our dominant just needs that are. Now. I'm just yeah.
1: remembering the report cards and Mum just mm. reading them to me, saying and how frustrated the teachers were. <laughs> it's like he has his potential, but he's just choosing not to do it. <laughs> I think that, that was don't your, your that big was freedom cup. Yeah
0: that that was you. Yeah, I I really think that institutions struggle with yeah. big freedom cups and oh, so yeah. i reckon that was if anything i reckon mm. that's authenticity from you of of you know pushing pushing, yeah, back, pushing back yeah, yeah. against authority. that institution and authority <laughs> yeah that was a really interesting reflection for me and i wonder if listeners here are, are wondering about their own imposturing and authenticity has there been a time where you've explored perhaps different identities through be- portraying different cups, yep. you know, in a way, if somebody were to watch you and cupify you, you know, what would they yeah, have said yeah. about you at those times where you weren't living authentically from where- what you were d- really driven by, by your true nays, by your true values.
1: I, I worry about this idea of uh, true in a sense because, as again, I don't want to get too philosophical, but the philosophy points to that there's not really this essentially this core self you always hear it it just seems like the big buzzword is authenticity is your core self who Mm. you are at your core where when you read some of the philosophy of say Jean-Paul Sartre or even Heidegger Mm -hmm. but don't look too much into Heidegger he was a Nazi though Mm. he said some great stuff he was a a literal Nazi but um yeah they did have these great ideas Sartre wasn't Sartre was actually um in a concentration camp fighting against the Nazis when he wrote his great work, but I'm boring you all with that now. But their idea is instead of a core self, you're kind of creating yourself, but in that you're not denying your past. So for Sartre, you are both your history, who you are up until that point, and your future choices, what you choose to do next. Mm. And if you deny either of those, that's when you're kind of slipping into authenticity. If you say, no, I'm this kind of person and my core self is this, then you're denying your future choices. Like, I always vote this, Realizing that, no, you actually do have the opportunity to change that if if that doesn't align with you. Or believing that you're always your future, trying to deny your history. So Sartre's idea of authenticity is understanding you're always more than just your situation. You're both, you're simultaneously who you are up until this point and what you choose to do next. So it kind of moves away from this idea of a core self. Where Heidegger, when he's talking about authenticity, he's not talking about that you're separating yourself from everybody else, this idea of, you know, the herd mentality or anything like that. He realizes that we're all part of this big interconnected intersubjectivity kind of world. So where people think, all right, you have to follow your artistic passions or you have to be this job or that job. Only then are you authentic. He says you can be authentic in any situation, just making sure that you're real with yourself in that situation, Mm. essentially. So essentially just aligning yourself with your cups, not trying to deny your cups and not just letting those cups fill themselves. So building on that skill to fill and owning that situation, owning that cup filling.
0: Yeah, I think it can create a real dysharmy and incongruence when we are, when we're not aware of what our needs are and when we're not being driven by them, uh, you know, to kind of go off track from what you were saying a little bit. But I'm wondering about what the solution here is then for... And I don't, you know, obviously we just can't solve the world in a yeah. Well, I think no, I think you're
1: right. I think it's it's not denying your cups profile, mm-hmm. so not denying your cups, but, becoming
0: more aware of it. Yeah,
1: but also becoming aware of the choices you're choosing to fill it. So if you mm. if say we're using Sartre to talk about cups, your facticity, who you are, your your past, your history, are the cups that you have up until this point. Mm-hmm. But your transcendence, your future choices, are the decisions you make to fill those cups. Right. But being aware of those choices, yep. not just letting them fill. How you've always let them feel like appropriating them, owning those cups. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, I guess the solution here, because I love solutions, is is a little bit, is, uh, and this, we we, we started this podcast actually not knowing how it would end, so uh, here we are. Uh, really just exploring some ideas together, yeah, so I think that we're we're driving towards this idea now of having a self awareness of what our cups are or our needs are what's driving us authentically, then p- uh, planning intentionally for those needs uh, and and thinking and reflecting on what behaviors are we choosing that are authentically being driven through our needs, and which ones aren't? Which is essentially a skill to fill. At yep. the end of the day, we're refining our skill to fill yep. um, to create really effective personal well-being plans. Yep. And well-being plans right now are something we need to be getting right. Yep. And, and
1: acknowledge, well, I guess, in, in authenticity is realizing how you fill your cups may be different to somebody else. So don't feel you have to fill yours in the exact same way somebody else does, Mm-mm. even if they have the same dominant cup as you. How you feel yours might be completely different. Absolutely different, yeah. I met a, in one of my workshops, I met this person who I assumed was the biggest fun cup ever. Loudest person, the funniest jokes, the bright purple colored hair. We thought, oh, here's my fun cup. And then when we did the quiz, worked out that she had a really dominant connection cup. And she owned it. She straight away says, yeah, I knew this all along. This is the jokes. This is the bright personality. It's how I connect with everybody, how I bring everyone together. Mm. So she didn't deny it. She was so authentic in her being that it it was empowering.
0: Yeah. So I think what I want to finish on is saying that we need to get this right right now. We need to be making sure we're reflecting on what our needs are and how to authentically recognize them, have self-awareness around them and make plans to build our skill to fill to make sure we've got full cups and we have a good, strong, healthy psychological well-being.
1: That sounded pretty perfect.
0: Okay, good. Only the
1: way a Mastery Cup could finish that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. It's (laughs)
1: great to be back.
0: It is so good. We'll catch you next week. All right. See you later. Bye. If you want to know more about the Phoenix Cups, be sure to jump on to phoenixcups.com.au.
1: There you'll find the quiz to help you determine your cups profile, as well as all our resources, including our book, The Phoenix Cups, A Cup Filling Story.
0: And remember to stay connected with us on all the socials. Happy, Happy cup, cup filling. filling. <laughs> so nerdy.
1: So nice.